Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And we're broadcasting on a Monday morning, and normally for this time of the year, this the beginning of this year, Monday morning's been bad news for banks because there's always some bank that shows up in the headlines on Monday morning. That's not the case at Renaissance Bank because they have a rock-solid balance sheet and they don't need to show up in the headlines because they're just busy serving their customers. And here's the thing. If you are looking for a bank that's big enough to handle your needs and to have a rock-solid balance sheet, but they're small enough to do all that in a personal way, I've found that experience at Renaissance. So if you're looking for all that combination, you can find it at this bank renaissancebank.com check them out and i think you'll be glad you did renaissance bank understanding you member fdic and now i want to welcome tracy lee tracy is with this dot labs tracy welcome hi thanks for having me thanks for being here yes uh let's talk a little bit about you and this dot labs how are you serving folks out there Sure. I'm uh, the co-founder and CEO of a company called This.Labs. And what we focus on is helping be partners in folks' technology. So whether it's digital transformation, whether it's building things from ground up, uh, we have amazing clients that I love and adore uh, everywhere from people like Stripe and Google and Mm. T-Mobile and Twilio and Amway um, to small businesses who just really need a good technical partner to make sure they're headed in the right direction. And so you're bringing in maybe development talent. Yes. Whatnot that they don't have necessarily in house or they don't have enough of in house, maybe. Yeah. A lot of times we help with uh, just general staff augmentation. Mm-hmm. So again, helping um, staff folks with developers, but I find a lot of times the thing that differentiates us the most is really caring about our clients and their outcome. Mm. So uh, for better or worse, a lot of times we come in to help save situations that maybe have been previously less optimal. Um, And uh, another thing that we do really well is just making sure that people have kind of the the technical expertise that they might be missing, right? Like you might have developers and you might be thinking, okay, is this is this going well? Is it not going well? I'm not really sure because I'm not technical. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming in as technology leaders to kind of help set the right pace and making sure that people are successful in the long term is something that we're really passionate about. I love the way you say that. So you, 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 you're putting a good face on that less than optimal. That, <laughs> that, that translates into something on fire, right? I mean, <laughs> sometimes. Yes. 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 You're like the fire department sometimes, right? Yes. And it's, um, you know, uh, I mean, I, I guess it's, it's a little more stressful for our team, let's say. Sure. Um, but it's, it's, it's something we're really good at Yeah. <laughs> again for better, or for worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes we have clients who come to us and, you know, they just can't get things to production without bugs. Yeah. And so they keep having to roll back and, you know, business is upset because, you know, 
it's not a good look and there's customer attrition. So us going in and helping establish best practices is really helpful. Or, uh, you know, we have clients sometimes where there is just really, really intense turnaround Mm. uh, with developers, you know, there's attrition and, um, you know, we go in there and we try to help business understand what on earth is going on and why. And, you know, again, a lot of times it's uh, just because developers need people that they trust, I would say. So Mm -hmm. we love to go in, especially when there's a lot of different departments, let's say in larger companies, and maybe there's, um, you know, friction in terms of communication, right? Uh, Like product is mad at design, is mad at development for X, Y, Z reasons, um, and and really try to solve those problems. You know, a lot of times it's not necessarily the technology problems that are the issue, but it's really the, uh, I don't know, I guess, best practices or communication issues that the company could be facing. Got it. You, it strikes me that what a lot of your clients are doing is, uh, yes, they're outsourcing, um, specific business issues and problems, but they're also outsourcing pressure. I mean, (laughs) right. They're putting, they're basically this pressure that they are under, they're outsourcing it to you. And that means you've got to have a pretty special group of people to be able to deal with that pressure. Yes. And I think that does that make sense? Yes, it does. And I, I think one of the things is, um, you know, it's so funny, because when you say that, I think of my CEO and how even keeled he is, you know, he, he loves the, he's not affected by the, you, you know, if somebody comes in and runs to you with their hair on fire, mm-hmm. you might also be running around with your hair on fire, right? but he's so calm about it. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, it's just problems. You're just solving problems together, which I think is um, a very special thing. Um, yeah, so we love what we do. It's it's really fun, and I'm really passionate. I was previously a non-technical person. So yeah. coming from the Silicon Valley, I did a tech startup. I was a non-technical co-founder for eight years. Uh, and then in 2015, when I finally learned how to do development, I realized how many mistakes I made. You know, mm. even in the first week of doing development, I said, oh my God, what was I thinking, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing what you learn. Um, so I always encourage people who have the time, uh, to, you know, take a three week boot camp, right. Just, just to see what you're missing. Mm -hmm. Um, but these days I'm really passionate about helping startups and founders and, and, you know, small businesses just be on the right path. Right. Like it's weird sometimes when I talk to people, cause I'm just saying, look, I really just want to help you. And, you know, it's not because I'm trying to get your business, even though I want your business too, but it's because I just don't want you to make the same mistakes I made. Um, and you know that happens a lot. I mean, I've worked with founders who have raised fifty million dollars, mm. and oh my gosh, you know, you burn through twenty million something dollars, and you're making the same mistakes I made over and over and over again. Like, let's stop the bleed and and mm. like get you on the right track and help you get set up for success in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that, um, where do you think that passion comes from though? Because the passion to want to help, it, it goes beyond just that you want to help people avoid the mistakes you had. That says something about you that, because that was something that was in you before you made all those mistakes and decided, Hey, I want to help people avoid that. That was, that's something in you, right? I think I just like helping people. Like if you look at the, you know, 
the two successful companies I've started, um, I'm always about just community and helping, you know, I really believe in this power of just, if you put enough smart people in a room or connect enough people, I'm a connector. So Mm -hmm. if you connect enough right people and you know, then the world will be a better place, right? Like I really believe that you can truly make an impact by just helping people and connecting people and, you know, doing right by, I guess the world. (laughs) Well, um, this is, um, uh, see, I'm going to go down a long bunny trail on this because I love <laughs> conversations like this. But but it's more than helping because helping sometimes can be transactional, right? Yeah. Like you you want to help somebody, but there's this little thing in the back of your head that says, I want to get something out of that. That's not what you're describing. You, you're saying, hey, I'd love to do business with you. Yeah. But what I hear you saying is, I just want to make the world a better place. And yeah. And if I do enough of that, then a few of those crumbs will fall back on me. And those crumbs are big enough that it's going to impact me in a big way. But that's yeah. what I hear you saying. Yes. Uh, when I started uh, the company, This Dot, um, you know, it's, it's funny because when you do startup, especially in the Silicon Valley, there's this idea that, oh my gosh, if I just do this for two years, I'm going to get acquired and it's going to be the most amazing thing in the entire world. And, you know, I did uh, my startup for eight years. I was doing it and grinding and kept telling myself that story. Um, and then eight years later, I woke up, you know, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay, here we are. Oh, well. um, yeah. yeah. Th- thankfully it got acquired and, you know, I was able to move on to do something else exciting. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, I was really intentional when I started this company specifically to say, do I really want to do this for the next five to 10 years of my life? Mm. And um, I think I've been in it now seven years or so. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm still here and I'm still excited and passionate about it, which is amazing. But um, I think what I, what I found though is, uh, you know, you can, it's consulting is consulting, right? Like it's great to help people. I love helping our clients Mm -hmm. and I love making an impact, but Mm -hmm. I feel like making an impact also like on the world. Mm. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. sure. Fine. You're making money. So what, but that's not enough for me generally for my, my own personal, I guess, life purpose, I would say. Mm. Um, so I'm really passionate about just like generally helping people and making sure that they're successful. Because again, I really do believe that if you do that over and over and over again, um, you know, you can, you can do more for people. Right. 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 No, that makes perfect sense. Tracy Lee is with us folks. She's the CEO of this dot labs. Um, let's, um, you talked about your journey mm-hmm. everybody's got their own journey, but, and everybody starts at a different spot, but what, what are the kind of general ideas and thoughts you give somebody that wants to jump into entrepreneurship? Well, I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is, um, starting it on the side, right? Because you think about it, most people who want to start an entrepreneurship have a full-time job mm-hmm. and you know they may or may not have a family. A mm-hmm. lot of times they do have a family they need to support as well. Mm-hmm. And they think, you know, if I just quit my job and focus on this full-time, I can be successful. And I have, you know, two to three months runway or six months runway in the bank and I, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's a scary thing. Every time I see somebody do that, I, I have pause (laughs) (laughs) because if you can't be successful doing something part-time, 
it's really, really hard to, to, you know, no matter how much time and energy you put into it Mm -hmm. to get it to be successful full time. So my first startup, which was called dish crawl, um, we, I, I, I did it part time for a very long time. Uh, I don't remember how long, maybe two years or so. Um, until finally I figured out how to make money. (laughs) And this was back, I think around, 2010 maybe or so that I, I don't remember the exact dates, but it was when the Groupons and the living socials, um, I was in more in the restaurant space, mm. um, but it was when the Groupons and the living socials were coming to fruition and um, businesses were restaurants specifically were used to discounting their food as a way of promotion. So mm. thank you to Groupon and living social for like making that a reality mm-hmm. uh, because previously when I was taking people on food adventures, food events, I wasn't making any money. Mm. But now, thank you, Groupon and Living Social, I I figured out how to generate revenue. Mm. (laughs) And all I had to do was take that revenue model and replicate it into multiple cities. Um, And then I quit my job. So, you know, so uh, I told my boss I was taking over the world. And I don't know, she had nothing to say about that. But I would highly encourage you to do that, right? Because again, for me, I mean, you know, my my company Dish Crawl did not start off as what it what it became, right? It wasn't food events. We were trying to build this app that showed people like best dishes, and this was before the iPhone became super super popular. This was right when Instagram like just started, right? So the technology really wasn't there yet. But I mean, I had to spend a good two years you know, of wasted development and uh, business development, I suppose, <laughs> wasted technical development specifically um, to, to, to figure out my revenue model. So it takes a while. Like these things that you see that are successful, you know, they look like they happen overnight, but they really don't. Um, you know, Seth Godin wrote a book on this called The Dip. Mm-hmm. And the, the, that probably is one of the biggest misconceptions people have about starting a business is they think there's no dip or they <laughs> at all, or they, whatever dip they're going to run into is going to be much more shallow than everyone else's. Right. Yes. Yes. And it's so scary. I mean, you see so many people. Um, I mean, I I'm, I'm in technology consulting, so I talk to a lot of technology consultants and especially with this economy these days, mm-hmm. it's so, it makes me so sad to hear, you know, stories of uh, my friends not doing so well, mm. I would say. Yeah. Um, but it's a uh, it's a long hard road, mm-hmm. and you know, I think another really important thing to consider when you're building a business is why are you doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, um, I have a lot of friends who have raised tons and tons of money, and they're they have unicorn startups, so over billion dollar valuations, and uh, you know, they're riding high. Mm. Right. And, and, you know, some people have the personality for that, but if that scares you and you're trying to build that, maybe you shouldn't be building it. Mm. Um, I think in the Silicon Valley, you're told a lot that, you know, you have to go fundraise because that's a, that's a success, you know, um, getting more eyes, getting more users, whatever is, is, is a means of success without revenue. But, you know, for me personally, I, I, that those aren't my goals. You know, I don't need the, um, everybody's motivated by different things, right? Like sure. you're motivated by fame, by money, by helping people, you know, whatever it is, make sure you know that 
specifically for yourself before you start something and then make sure you figure out what your actual goals are mm-hmm. um, and, and don't feel pressure to go outside of that because it's not going to feel natural and you're not going to be, I mean, you might be successful at it, but you might not like your life. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, let, let, speaking of life, let's talk about that because one of the things you talk about in terms of success in life is just the pe- people that you surround yourself with. Talk yes. about that. Um, it's, well, I think it's, you just have to surround yourself with good people. I don't know how else to say it, but I think that um, finding people, right? Like finding your tribe. So uh, what, where are you in life? And I think it's important to constantly reevaluate that, you know, for myself starting out back in 2015 on the development path, I really found myself wanting to be surrounded by developers. So for the past seven years, I've really been focused on like, I would say engineering manager or architect level down, right? Like if you are a developer and you're in the front end space, you probably know the work we've done or the people that we work with, et cetera. Um, And, you know, seven years later, I'm here again and saying, hey, you know, what do I want to do for the next seven years of my life? And, you know, I'm really focused now on, well, what problems can I solve in the engineering leadership realm? Mm. What What's exciting to me, right? Because that's what drives your business or that's what drives your life. You don't want to be unhappy in life. You have to find something you actually care about. Yeah. But it's the same thing with, um, you know, when I was doing startups, right? I cared about venture capital and fundraising. So I just surrounded myself by with a bunch of venture capitalists and angel investors and startups. And, you know, I was able to be successful there. Right. So I think that's really important. And, um, you know, you don't have to be, I think being genuine is really important. I talk a lot about authenticity, uh, you know, not going to people, let's say if you're trying to get venture funding to say, hi, you have money. Can I talk to you? <laughs> but, you know, really trying to build good relationships and really find trying to find the people that you connect with. I think when I was doing venture capital fundraising, for example, I was thinking, ew, do I have to go golfing with people and learn that? Now, granted, I just told my husband, I want to learn how to golf now. So hit me up if you want to learn, if you want to golf. But, you know, I think that was like 15 something years ago. That wasn't my interest, right? Mm -hmm. So I met, an investor, um, he was a founder of match.com and, uh, he's like, no, you don't need to talk to those people. Those people are the people you're going to be working with. And if you don't like them, then again, you're going to hate your life. Right. So, mm-hmm. and I found my tribe, I found really amazing investors that I connected with, that I could vibe with. Um, and, uh, I didn't hate my life <laughs> and, you know, entrepreneurship is a long journey Yeah, and, uh, it takes a lot of, you know, blood, sweat and tears. Um, hopefully you like what you're doing. Yeah. And that uh, back to what we were talking, talking about before that journey is twice or three times as long as you think it's going to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Lee folks. She's the CEO of this dot labs. Um, how do you find what you want to work on without that feeling like work? How do you, I don't know. I think, I think everybody has 
like something that they're into, right? I mean, um, you know, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, which to me, I feel like I'm really with, with the business, I really feel like I'm pushing forward technology. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool to like actually affect the web, actually affect web standards um, for what people, you know, billions of people are using. That's really cool to me. Mm-hmm. And that makes me happy bringing people together. Just putting smart people in a room really makes me happy. Right. Um, but, you know, another one of my passions, for example, is uh, random arts and crafts or doing things for my child, right? Educating my child and building random things to make sure that he hits all his developmental milestones. And so if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I'd probably start a business doing that, right? Like, Mm. okay, I'm going to teach my child the color red. Well, you know what? I couldn't find anything that I could purchase. So I might as well just make a bunch of these and stick them on Etsy and sell them, right? Like, so I think that, coming from, again, something that you're excited about generally that you do, that you feel excited about doing, um, is, is, is probably the place you should start. Um, but I think the other really cool thing about that is, uh, or, or sorry, not cool. The caveat to that is sometimes when something becomes a business, it becomes less fun because <laughs> then mm. you have to do it. Right. Right. You know, so, right. uh, it's not a choice anymore. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you might be okay with that and you might not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, proceed with caution. Yeah. And that, that gets into the question of scale versus don't scale. Right. I mean, and, and be careful when you get to that point in the road or the journey, because once you pass over that bridge, you can't go back. Right. Yes. And really it's about strength, right? Like I was um, watching Shark Tank last night and uh, the founder of Gorilla Glue uh, was was on mm-hmm. um, and he, he had this really cool, you know, these glasses. But then I, I Googled him and I was looking him up and he actually didn't invent Gorilla Glue. He found it and bought the licensing rights to it mm. uh, and then built a really amazing business. So if you're good at licensing or you're really good at contract negotiation or what, you know, find your niche and then kind of hopefully go into that and be successful. But you can always try and try and try again. You know, like when I started Dish Crawl, my first um, successful startup that week, I actually started three companies. (laughs) (laughs) You're not ambitious at all, are you? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I know. I started a jewelry business. I started this like, I don't know, studio-like thing that I wanted to do. I can't uh-huh. even remember now. Yeah. And then I started, um, you know, what became Dish Crawl. You know, my three passions, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I ended up with one. But like, it's okay to let things die and start again and, you know, figure things out. And, you know, being flexible with what you do is is, is really important too, until you figure out what's going to make you successful. Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, I want to come back around to the people aspect because, um, that gets, when we're talking about when, when business suddenly isn't a choice, Uh the people can be a big part of that. Yes. Right. Yes. And so attracting people just to create the environment you want to work in, Mm -hmm. 
is really important, right? Just yes. Beyond their skills and getting the job done, quote unquote, which is all we hear about when it comes to attracting people, right? Yes. Um, yes. But for founders like you, um, being able to assemble people, you just want to be around every day. Yeah, it's it's really hard to figure out. I think like, you know, a lot of times I I'm I'm even right now I'm faced with kind of these two paths, right? Like, okay, I've I've tried to do X before and X I didn't like. Mm. But did I not like it because I'm really not gonna like hanging out with these people and being in these networks, or am I not stretching myself? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. so it's like, do you dip your toe in and do you try or do you not? But again, sometimes if you half try, then you'll never actually find out and you'll come to the same conclusion. So like, where do you spend and, you know, waste your energy or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's really important. Like there's this one consultancy I know, for example, they've been, you know, they want to scale and they want to get acquired. That's their goal. And so what they've done is they've hired all the people they're supposed to hire, what they've been told to hire, you know, and what's ended up happening is, um, you know, they, they, they've lost kind of that, that magic and that mission and that vision and, and kind of like that, that feel or that community. And not only that, but it hasn't made them successful, right? They've had to do layoffs, um, they have attrition on their developers, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but they did what they were supposed to do because they were told to do what they were supposed to do. Mm. Um, so what people tell you you're supposed to do isn't necessarily like the best thing to do always. Um, so I do encourage people to like stretch themselves and try to stretch themselves into different spaces and things like that. But if you wake up every single day and you don't like your life, I mean, there's a problem. Like I had this one um, person I was working with prior and I would spend, you know, because I don't know, it just wasn't vibing. Right. And she was, she was a, you know, a big part of the company. And uh, I would spend all weekend thinking about the conversations, the hard conversations I needed to have with her, which made my life completely miserable. Right. Sure. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it was very nice when she was gone, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, so, you know, do that, right? Like just because somebody is so important in your business, um, if it's making your, if it's making you not want to go to work, then I promise you, you will be able to survive without them and you will find a way. <laughs> so you, you've referenced a couple of times about advice mm-hmm. and maybe norms. Yes. That, that, right. Uh, how, how do you know when to ignore the advice? How do you know when to go against the norms? Ooh, I don't know because I can't, you know, I I wake up every morning and I still like myself, but have I made all the right decisions? Who knows? Mm. But I still like where I am in life, right? (laughs) So you never know, like Mm -hmm. you never know what the right answer necessarily is going to be or if the path you chose is the right path. But I mean, if you trust yourself, I think that's that goes back to also surrounding yourself with like people that are smarter than you and people that you trust, right? Like if you surround yourself with people that you trust and know you and know what your goals are, 
um, then they will be able to be sounding boards for the advice of whether it's good or bad, mm. right? Like if you're just somebody who wants to sit on a pile of money and you don't care about fame and you're getting advice on how to be more famous, you know, and you're thinking, should I take that advice or not? Again, having somebody who like knows who you are and knows you don't care about fame is probably going to lead you in the right direction. Mm. Yeah. Good words from Tracy Lee. She's the CEO of this dot. Um, Tracy, let's, let's, as we wind down here, let's, let's uh, just look ahead. What, what's the next few years look like for this dot labs and for Tracy Lee? Yes. Um, well, our team is a team of about 50 developers right now. It's been fun and exciting. And I think just continuing to grow on that and um, find more businesses we can help is really exciting to me uh, and, and growing our business. So, you know, it's, it's difficult to scale a business mm-hmm. and it's important to find people like, you know, using my own advice, find people who have done it before and who have built bigger businesses than mine and who have kind of the same vision that I do to figure out um, how I can be more successful. But I think uh, I'm, I'm really focused these days personally on uh, people in engineering leadership and sharing those stories mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how I can help them too. Again, going back to like, I really like to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been helping developers forever, but I think uh, some after having lots of conversations with engineering leadership, uh, whether it's VP, SVP, director level, C-level, um, and figuring out what they want to do, that's kind of what I get excited about. Like, how can I use my network? How can I use, um, you know, who I am to to, to make them more successful? Tracy Lee with this dot labs, Tracy, this has been a lot of fun and really informative conversation. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Before we let you go though, let's get to, uh, an important question for those that may want to be in touch with you. Is that okay? And, and if so, uh, where can they connect with you? Yes. So, um, despite, all these news articles saying that everybody has left Twitter. I have not left Twitter. I am on Twitter at Lady Leet. You can find me there or you can find me at ladyleet.com. Uh, if you care about, you know, anything technology related or we can help you, you can go to this.co. That's T H I S D O T dot C-O. Tracy Lee, CEO of this.labs. Thank you again so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hey, folks, just a uh, quick reminder, if you are frustrated with a particular piece of your business that you need help with, and that's administrative task or uh, accounting that you're trying to do yourself and you really need somebody else to do that for you, um, I've got an idea, and it involves picking up the phone and calling the chief executive angel at Office Angels, S.E. Escobedo. S.E. has a whole team of angels that have all these different areas of expertise. And she picks the one that works best for you and your issues and your problems. And they fly in, get the job done and they fly out and they do it on an ongoing or as needed basis, depending on what, what it is you need and the extent of what your work is. So call 770-442-9246 and tell her we sent you, or if you're shy, you can go to officeangels.us and check, check out her website. But otherwise, Go, uh, go give Essie a call. I think you'll be glad you did. And I know I am glad I use their services because they're fantastic. I couldn't run my business without them. Um, two quick things before we let you go. Uh, 
to our listeners, we are so grateful to you for supporting this show as you have over the last seven years. We're up to almost, we're going to hit show number 700 here in the next few months. And we're excited about that milestone. And we've only gotten that far because of you, our listener. Uh, so thank you for your support. Thank you for continuing to share the show, uh, whether it's on social media or sending people a link. Uh, please continue to do that when you hear of great business leaders like Tracy and you love the message that they've delivered or maybe they've got their services they offer. Uh, please continue to uh, share the show and, and uh, support us in that way as we continue to try to fill our mission as the voice of business in North Fulton. And also, I've got a book coming out later this year. It's called The Price and Value Journey, uh, Raising Your Confidence, Your Value, and Your Prices Using the Generosity Mindset Method. If you've got a pricing problem, this may be something you want to know about. Go to pricevaluejourney.com to sign up to receive updates on the book, uh, to find my podcast of the same name, to find out a lot of different resources, and um, would appreciate your interest there as well. So for my guest, Tracy Lee, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.